23 and welcome to 23 questions um, my guest today is an artist who is as talented as he is hilarious a brilliant songwriter who can somehow sing about dark things while still keeping it light so give it up for my very good friend Noah Khan thank you thank you thanks for having Dude. me man it's an absolute Dude. honor to be here are you kidding me I'm, I, I'm so happy that you could make it work and I'm gonna dive right into question number one because it's how are you doing today here we go do you hear me? I thought you said it's, that's because it's how we do things. Okay, so how are you? That's how we do things today. No, well, question, one, how... question one. Question one, <laughs> dude. It's gonna be a uh, long twenty-three questions. Twenty-three of these motherfuckers. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm doing well, man. I just woke up about an hour ago. Um, drinking some Airbnb coffee that the last guest slept here. Uh, nice. Out here in LA, but how generous. Doing good, man. Nice. Good. All right. Question number two. Where did you grow up? I grew up in. Um, in between Stratford, Vermont, and Hanover, New Hampshire. So I kind of like the border of Vermont, New Hampshire. Cool. Um, small town life. You know, my town that I live in now that I kind of spent my first 10, 10 or so years in has like 1,000 people, and the next town has a few thousand more. So super small. Nice. Um, yeah, beautiful, like New England, like cold in the winter, really nice in the summer. Uh, pretty cool childhood, honestly, I have to say. Sounds good. Question number three, where do you live now? I live in still at home because of the pandemic, but I uh, am moving back to New York City in the spring when things start to kind of open up a little bit and when I get vaccinated. Hell yeah, dude. All right, question number four. What was your favorite part about growing up where you grew up? Um, I think what I loved most about where I grew up was um, the access to like the outdoors was really nice. I feel like I didn't realize how like, restrictive like living in a big city is until I like was in New York. I was like, I can't like, mm -hmm. I have to drive 45 minutes to go see like grass. Like that, this sucks. It's crazy, yeah. Like, I grew up in like massive like acreage and I was able to run around and like we had dogs running around and I don't know, I was just really, I was really lucky to be able to like be outside because I think yeah. otherwise I probably would have gotten like lost in like the internet and then ended up, ended up becoming an incel. And then, <laughs> um, and probably ended up, you know. I can see that for you. I can see that for you. I, you know, a lot of people say that they could see that for me. I do take that as an insult. I do I take that. I think as as, as you should. It's a terrible thing. But <laughs> uh, I feel the same way about where where I grew up. Just like being able to be outside whenever I wanted all the time, doing stuff. Totally. Um, totally. But question number five: What was your least favorite part about growing up there? Um, I think I don't. I didn't realize this was my least favorite part until later in life when I realized like the effect it had on me. I think being in a small town, like you're surrounded by the same people your entire life like my school was really small and like mm -hmm. you know the reputation that you have and like the way you present yourself like kind of follows you um mm -hmm. in a way and like I was always kind of like an obnoxious class clown and I feel like I never got to like get myself away from that reputation and always kind of followed me I had siblings my older brother was like the same way and so mm -hmm. like I would go to high school or, or middle school and everyone would be like oh you're his brother. Then immediately I was like, fuck, I'm this guy. And then like, I mm. felt like I kind of became that because they thought I was like that. And totally. I felt like that really followed me around. Um, 
and I wasn't able to kind of like escape this one social scene. Um, which not that not that it was anyone's fault, it's just the way it was. But I just I had uh, I wish I had a little more diversity in like the things I was able to do growing up. It was very much like play a sport, you know, wear like pastel shorts and like a vineyard mm-hmm. vine shirt, and like you know. That's kind of the way I grew up, and sometimes I wish I could have had a little more diversity. Well, that's fair. All right, I feel yeah. that. I feel a similar way. All right, question number six, though. What have, and this is always very hard for me to answer for some reason, but what have you been listening to lately? This is an impossible question to answer. The government it's should so study it. It, it, like, disarms people, dude. It, like, uh, your brain, like, your brain just wipes everything from its memory just immediately when asked. I know, and then I just, like, default to, like, I don't know why I always, like, maroon five. I just go save, I just save <laughs> five, no matter what's happening. <laughs> What, like, oh. what era? What era do you even have in mind? Not even songs about James. All dude. of I'm it. Talking, I'm talking payphone, yep. Kendrick Lamar mm. feature, Ruin Five. Of course, of course, the golden um, era. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of um, uh, this band, Pine Grove. Um, nice. This girl walks a Hatchdy. It's like really great. Hatchy is really know. great. I, I gotta check her out. Um, She's really great. Um, she's kind of in like this, uh, almost like kind of in the Phoebe Bridgers, like Lucy Dawkins world. It's a little more up tempo and high energy. Like it, it kind of has that like really personal, like cutting, like just emotionally devastating lyric with like mm-hmm. like really upbeat melodies, which I really like. It's something that I like really been trying to do in my music. And uh, cool. yeah, those two are great. Phoebe Bridgers, great. Um, and something that you should check out that I really think is cool, dude, is. Um, this dude, Ethan Cash, Cash, he has a song called The Room. And oh, I think check that it out. Really, I think it actually reminds I me thought you were winding up for, for a fucking joke there. I was, I was like, who is he going to riff right now? He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, is, is Maroon 5? Um, yes, yeah, that you would really like. Wonder by Maroon 5? 5? <laughs> All right, moving on. Question number seven. What you been watching lately? Um, I am watching, uh, right now I've been watching Last Chance You, the basketball mm. one. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it yet, dude, but I just saw like a promo for it. I got to check it out. Dude, it's so good. Um, it's so good. Cause I, I love the way like they filmed the, the last chance to do the football ones. I think it's really interesting, mm-hmm. but like basketball, uh, as you know, is a sport that I like, I'm more interested in. You've seen me play. Mm-hmm. As we'll get to, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll definitely get to that. You need to, I mean, you kind of do a lot of this already on your Instagram, but like you're really fucking good at basketball. Like you need to start like doing more of that. Like, challenging other people one-on-ones bro i've been challenging people on twitter no one wants to go no one wants to hoop but we'll get there oh yeah man we'll get we'll get there we'll get there there. yeah but Uh, question number eight oh wait yeah okay that's a good answer sorry uh question number eight who are your who are like i hate kind of this the term heroes but like who kind of like inspired you along the way to to become kind of who you are today and do what you do today yeah, there's so many, like, so many artists uh, that I feel like I have tried. To and also, it doesn't have to only be artists, too. It can be, it can be anyone. Okay. Uh, are you trying to get me to say Maroon 5 again? I feel like you're leading Yes, yeah, really badly. I just know <laughs> that you talk about Adam Levine in private so much that I feel like you could just, like, kind of admit it publicly. I would lift my shirt. I have a massive Adam Levine tattoo. <laughs> must it's actually disgusting. It's scar. Scar. Um, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of folks. I mean, I got to say my mom first she like is my mom was an author and just a oh, brilliant awesome. writer and like you know without her growing up I don't think I would have had um I would have I don't think I would have had the same lesson in songwriting and, and writing in general so my mom was mm-hmm. always a really really great person to bounce ideas off of I'd say Cat Stevens Yusuf Islam um from a young age was 
mm-hmm. really influential for me, like just the way he wrote and the way he was able to speak about peace and sometimes, you know, keep things really simple, but say profound things. I really appreciated um, contemporaries like Justin Vernon and Hosier and, um, and artists in that kind of caliber that are kind of like paving the way for like the folk indie space um, in a really totally. cool way. Uh, Paul Simon, got to throw it back to Paul Simon, just like revolutionizing wow. songwriting and production. And those are guys that I really, really look up to. And, um, you know, on the, on the right, on the writing side, like in, in terms of like books, I mean, I really always credit John Steinbeck, who wrote East of Eden. I wrote that, mm-hmm. read that when I was like, just starting the music industry and just mm-hmm. got out of high school. And like, it was so profound and beautiful. And it made me think like, that's the gold standard of writing, the gold standard of prose. And that's where I wanted to go. So those guys oh, are, uh, and my mom are all people that, yeah, play a huge incredible, role. incredible answer. I love that. Um, which kind of brings me in that. So what, give me the spark notes on kind of your musical journey of like where it started and, and how you got to kind of where you're at today. Yeah. So I, um, when I was in high school, I was putting, I was like recording like kind of pop songs with my buddy who produced them into like kind of like EDM, like almost like a Vici avici era shit like kind of like folk edm vibes and um mm-hmm. yeah the songs were doing kind of well on soundcloud but i wasn't a very good like self-promoter like i didn't want to i hated i just hated like being like check my music i was always like really worried that people would think it was dumb or like that i sucked or whatever and i was like, super putting i mean you know putting yourself out there like guitar um mm-hmm. and so i never marketed myself and eventually i put another song out called sync um and like overnight it got like thousands of plays on, on SoundCloud I guess like someone must have put it in a playlist or something that like got mm-hmm. you know got a lot of visibility and um this manager like I was on the way to soccer practice and this manager hit me with an email or a SoundCloud DM was like hey like I manage Owl City and Young the Giant and Dispatch and like we want to like come to Vermont and meet you and like we love your music blah 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 mm-hmm. and I mean honestly my first thought was that he was probably a pedophile dude so I didn't respond <laughs> and so I was like I can't really? respond to this guy like He's hitting me up and trying to come to Vermont. Like I'm 16 years old or 17 years old. Like, no way. Did you tell your parents? My mom was also like, yeah, this guy probably dangerous, a dangerous person. So I didn't respond for a little while. And eventually I was like, dude, like this guy could be legit. I just got to take my chance. I responded. He came to Vermont or to New Hampshire at the time. And uh, we met in a public place. And he uh, was a great, a great guy, really smart dude. And he kind of like took me to LA and we, recorded some songs and I'd eventually like auditioned for Republic records and they were like, yeah, sure. Have a, have a record deal. And that's kind of where everything started. Fire. Love that story. I was lucky. I'm glad he did not turn out to be a pedophile too. Me too. Kind of a double win. Um, all right. Well, well you ended up where you're at and what's your favorite part about being an artist? Like what, uh, aspect kind of fulfills you the most? It's all really, it's a, such a, privileged person man to be able to do this job i uh i think my favorite part is probably like seeing i mean this is going to sound like cliche just seeing myself like make a difference in someone's life like with Mm -hmm. a lyric or with a performance or you know just like seeing like i have like i read my youtube comments a lot like when i'm having a Mm -hmm. tough day and people like really seem to resonate sometimes with some of the lyrics and that like was what i always valued as when i was a kid like a lost kid listening to music like feeling like I was heard by the artist like that guy goes through that too that girl goes through that too and I'm going through that That means I'm okay and like that's that when I can do that for somebody else that's when I'm like the most fulfilled and the most the most proud of what I'm able to do yeah that's beautiful man I I definitely feel the same way I I 
yeah. definitely can relate to that. Um, but what's your, your least favorite? What do you say? But I think your music definitely does that for people, dude. Like, I, oh, uh, thank you, man. I yeah, really I hope so. It really does, bro. Um, no, I think that it, it does sound cliche, but it is really the best part of just like feeling that that what you did matters because I think when you make it, it's for you, and then once you put it out, you can you just can really just hope that it helps as many other people as possible because yeah. uh, it already did the part where it helps you. You know, that was the writing part, at least for me. That's how I feel. Right. Then you let the song go, and it's somebody else's. Yeah. Thing, you know? Exactly. But uh, on the other side, uh, what's your least favorite part about being an artist? <laughs> um, that's a great question. I think my least favorite part about being an artist is like, I mean, for me, like I really struggle with like, you're really great with it. So I don't, I don't know if you ever struggle with this, but for me, like the kind of constant social media grind is really difficult. And like, I, I think, think you're really great at it too, by the way. Thanks, man. It just takes it's a lot a, of energy. I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah, but yeah thank you thank you and i do work really hard it's, it's been a long journey of like getting myself to a place where i feel like i'm kind of finding my way with it i think it just like requires a lot of like mental energy and emotional strength and like i a lot of times find myself like comparing myself to everybody and like seeing how i'm doing and i'm like not worrying about the right things and it can i can be distracting for me um you know it's it's a great tool but i feel like it just requires so much time i wish i had known like before i got the music industry like you need to have a plan for your whole thing like your branding like this is how it's going to be i kind of mm-hmm. thought that i could just like post a photo every like four months and then get by yeah. it's not it's not yeah. the way it works so social media has been the biggest challenge for me so far i think for sure no i feel you and it's definitely not like what you thought you were signing up for when you were like i want to be an artist you know because obviously right. it wasn't always like this um so i feel that but so my next question actually has to do with social media because I feel like I find myself using different platforms for kind of different parts of my personality. Do you feel the same way? And if so, like, how do you differentiate between like which side of Noah you're showing on different platforms? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, yeah, so I think it's just like Twitter is like for me the most reactive, like it's the most reactionary things I'll, like I'm going through. So if I'm feeling like, if I'm in like a sad mood, I'll literally just like post like, feeling like shit today or like I mean it's kind of attention seeking but I'll post like feeling like shit today or I'll post like a song lyric that's sad mm-hmm. and I don't know it just helps me like people like my fans will like respond to it with like seriousness and like that makes me feel like oh they're like hearing me and then if mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I see something funny like like on the subway in New York or like I think about something like I'm in an airport and some funny shit happens and I put all like I'll post it on Twitter like just like kind of off the dome mm-hmm. and then Instagram is like more curated so like I think more a lot more about what I'm what I'm posting what I'm saying and I think like Twitter is is like the most like emotional response social media I have and Instagram is a little more thoughtful and maybe a little more a little more uh, <clears throat> cryptic in, in a way I don't want to like give too much away yeah, and I, I use I've been using TikTok too and like TikTok is is just good for unreleased music dude like because it's like it gets people super hyped but unreleased songs like it's a totally. great tool to like just like post a song you've been working on that you maybe don't think is good and then like oh shit people like this and it like totally like makes you want to like continue to work on the tune and and maybe yeah, it. dude, totally. I feel honestly pretty much the same way about all those things you just said. Right. Um, and I think that's what makes Twitter so kind of like fun sometimes. It's just how like impulsive it can be. Your Twitter's electric, dude. I love reading your tweets. <laughs> Thank you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back to the songwriting though. Like, how have you noticed your kind of songwriting perspective and or process shifting over time as you've been doing it for longer? Um. Um. I think at the core it's the same like I am like when I'm really like feeling something I'll put it out in the song um and I'll write it and it feels like it comes out really naturally like something like it's been on my mind and it, it'll just come out I still try to access that 
that like method of, of songwriting but like we were talking about before this started like I have trouble like writing every day like every song to me it's, it's such a precious it's such a precious thing and like when I write every day and I just do it just to do it or I do something or I write a song and it's not good or like it doesn't feel like me like it really hurts so mm-hmm. I've been working on like being okay with not making like a fucking banger every time I sit down to write a song and mm-hmm. being okay with like having it not mean something immediately to me and, and letting that process like take its time. So I think, I think just being, being more patient is something I need to work on. I, I try to keep my biggest goals are to keep my songwriting consistent, uh, as consistent as it was when I started to where I'll finish because I want to, I know that's, that's like my biggest asset, I think. So yeah, trying to keep totally. it consistent, but also not being impatient. Love that. Um, 14, what was the process of making uh, your EP Cape Elizabeth? Definitely curious about that one and how it came together. Yeah. Um, so like I was in, like I said, in New York uh, for the year before, you know, coronavirus hit. Mm-hmm. And I uh, went back home. I thought I'd be home for like a couple weeks. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. Um, so I was at home, like kind of like I was writing all this pop music in New York. And I got home and I'm like in the forest, basically. I live in like a big tree farm. And mm-hmm. I was like playing like these kind of like little folky things that I've been riffing on and like on these Instagram lives and people really responded well to them and like really liked them. And I, uh, you know, kind of started flushing them out and like the confidence I got from people responding well to those songs was like, Oh shit, this is kind of cool. My manager was like, Hey, why don't we record some of these tunes? Like give yourself a week, go record them. I was like, I don't want to overthink it. I don't, if like I could spend months and months recording these songs and making them perfect. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, give myself a week. I worked with my buddy who lived like, uh, 15 minutes from me in, in, uh, in Vermont and we just recorded all the tunes in the week and, you know, just didn't do so much beautiful. Them. Put them out. Thank you. Yeah. I was so, so proud of Yeah. Thank as you so should much. be, man. Is there a song on there that means the most to you? I think the song that means the most to me would probably be a troubled mind because I wrote that song in a time mm-hmm. when I was like, so, you know, when you feel like you're never going to, I mean, you know, feel like you're never going to write anything good again. <laughs> you're just like, Dude. I don't think I can ever do this again. <laughs> like I saw yeah. And Dude, I, like staring yeah. at a wall and I wrote that song and it felt like cool to, to, uh, yeah, I don't know, to come out with definitely. it. Definitely. Well, it's a, it's a gorgeous song and I definitely can relate to that feeling. Um, very, very much so. I think like John Mayer once said, like a songwriter is only as good as his last song. And like, mm-hmm. I, that, I like, it's so crazy, man. You could just write like an unbelievable song three days ago. But then if like yesterday you just like went in the studio and sucked, you know, for like eight hours, like you just feel like you suck. It's like your memory just like can't fathom that it could be wrong you know like and it's Dude, a hard it's thing so to fucking deal with crazy feel that um so we kind of addressed this in a couple of ways but i just want to ask it in a different form of kind of what are you just like most proud of about your music um that you've made so far um i think i'm proud the most of you know outside of like it, having it make a difference in someone's life potentially i think just from like a personal growth perspective like I feel like it's getting better and that like it's really really cool it's so easy I, I my biggest fear is like being like get making like releasing something cool and having everything else suck like that it just is a terrible fear of mine and so i feel like get, mm-hmm. getting making things get better and like having the songs get better is like a huge uh goal for me so i think i'm getting close to achieving it and uh, totally i guess we'll see but i think we're getting close i'm getting close to achieving it so that's what i'm most proud of i think making things Incredible, better man. I, I love that I think you kind of like forget that you can get better once you like do something like semi-successfully. I was talking about this with my manager. He's like, you're going to like keep getting better if you just keep working at it. And, and there was a nice reminder of like, Oh, like I, 
you know, just because I'm like starting to kind of have a little bit of success in something doesn't mean that I'm like I've peaked. Like I can still, you know, do more and make more of a difference and write something that I like more than the stuff I've already written. So I feel that very I'm much. Close so. to peaking, bro, and it's it's like yeah, it's like it's like you said, like success is not a determinant of whether or not you're getting better. It just means like sometimes you'll like totally. have a really successful song. Like I have better songs than that. A lot of people just listen to this one for for whatever reason. Like things happen. Like you have to have your own personal success and you also have to look at the success of like your in, in the in the universe of like music consumption you know totally not I, I think that's a smart way of looking at it definitely a good approach um question 17 what advice would you give uh to just a kid in vermont that wants to get to where you're at right now um okay if you go to Hanover high school and look behind the turf field i buried <laughs> A handle of vodka there in 2014. And <laughs> uh, uh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, if I had any advice for uh, for a song, young songwriter, man, it's not bad advice. <laughs> yeah, what did that out? What did that out? What did that? Out? <laughs> um, We're keeping everything in. <laughs> unfiltered. Um, <laughs> if I had any advice, it would be to just continue like write every day. I mean, it's a muscle, man, and like. Even if it's like I said earlier, like we talked about, even if it feels like shit, like you are going to be getting better and you're going to be improving and like, don't set your standards up here, like make set small goals to yourself and be proud of yourself when you achieve those goals. And then uh, keep an eye on your growth. Don't give up when on a bad day. I mean, there's, you know, just like anything in life, you just have to keep working at it, I think. So um, yeah, dude, I, you know, it's hard as shit. And I just, I wish anyone trying to do this the best. And I hope that you guys have. Dude, I feel like I usually give like fairly similar advice and I think you touched on something that's really important and I, I like to kind of break it down. I've said this before, but break it down into like when you're working on like your songwriting, you really got to be working on two skills. You got to be working on like your songwriting, which is like your craft and like your voice and like how you want to, you know, say the things you think into the world. And then you also have to work on like writing songs. And I think that's where the muscle part comes in of just like yeah. feeling comfortable in the process. And that is definitely a quantity thing. And you got to just write, write, write until you kind of feel comfortable, um, you know, like finishing songs and really taking them home. So I 100%. feel that very much. Um, question 17, what do you do? Sorry, where, where am I? Or question 18, my bad. What do you uh, do with your time outside of music? And uh, do you have any like professional aspirations with, with any of those hobbies? Oh, great question. Um, well, I got a dog this year and like had, that has been like my main thing like in my life. Like my dog is like my best friend and I spent a lot of time training her and walking her and hang, like pretty much just hanging out in the dog. And sometimes I'll find myself mm -hmm. just like having a long conversation and like my dog's just like sitting there like, sitting, like dude, am I just fucking talking to my dog right now? So like, <laughs> being a dog owner is definitely like a full-time job. Um, I play a lot of soccer. I play a little bit of basketball as you've seen. I'm not great. I'm better at soccer. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> we gotta get up we gotta get up on a soccer field too then i know dude no i can't have you come out here and embarrass me in all my fucking hobbies bro like you're oh good at music God, let's go basketball are you good at golfing let's go if you, you want it yeah a little bit <laughs> what don't you do dude let's go we should do a day we should do a day where we like write a song like hoop play soccer and get 18 in that would be the most exhausting day of all time <laughs> yeah dude uh, but yeah, let's, let's do it. Um, yeah, so just pretty much like I'm very I like I like play a lot of sports. I love to cook. I love cooking Mexican food. Um, nice. And then yeah, just kind of normal like 24 year old stuff. Like 
I like watch TV, <laughs> play video games, same drink old. beer, <laughs> drink a lot yeah. of beer. I have uh, to write poetry, and that's that's pretty much it, man. The nice, normal dude. shit. I I, I have, it's nice. It's important to have balance, bro. Important to have balance. Dude, I I feel that so much. I think I talk to some artists sometimes who are just like, yeah, all I do is like make music and stuff. And mm-hmm. if that works for you, that's great, of course. But like for me, it's always been so important to just do like a million other things and just like give totally. my brain a break from the music shit for a little bit because it can be draining, which we'll get to uh, right now. Question number 19, who do you call when you're having a particularly shitty day? Is there like a person that can kind of like uh, be there for you in a, in a capacity that really matters? If I'm having a really bad day, I'll either call my mom or my girlfriend. They're both kind of function in the same way where they give me I like I have like a very specific way my brain works that they've like kind of figured out and they know how to mm-hmm. like navigate the intricacies and my concerns and my anxiety and like it's I can't do that on my own and so their help is really important I'm always so super grateful for them and uh yeah family friends it's nice to talk to other artists too like I think sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable with another artist and be like this is what I'm going through with my music mm-hmm. right now or my life and because you don't want to like expose yourself to somebody who can eventually like manipulate that but they're inevitably feeling the same way or have at some point like yeah exactly so So i have a feel you yeah um yeah nice well i love that and it's nice to have that kind of support network what else do you do to kind of like maintain your mental health because like it is like definitely there's just a lot of volatility with like being an artist, you know, concerning like mental health and stuff. Just like, there's so much inconsistency. Like, do you have any best practices that you've found uh, really help kind of regulate that side of you? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I was going, I've been going to like therapy my whole life. I haven't this year been seeing a therapist because I've been moving around and haven't found one. I know I need to get one. Um, I think therapy is really important, man. Like, I just think you have to say like, Nice. If you're going through something like talking to somebody who's licensed and, and professionally trained and like dealing with these problems, like it's so important and you can't overstate how crucial that can be for someone's mental health. So going to therapy, um, you know, you can try medication if that's the right thing for you. Talk to your doctor. Um, taking vitamins is great. I think honestly, like not to sound like, like a Joe Rogan type beat, but like taking vitamins and like get sunlight and like, you know, get outside. Exercise. Gotta get outside. Gotta eat well, exercise, man. Yeah. If you're eating fucking Nerds ropes and McDonald's, dude, you're gonna feel like shit. Like, go out, eat a salad if you can. Eat some protein. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So trying to just to be healthy, man. And um, deep breathing, meditation. You know, there's so many good things. I think there's there's not one easy answer. So trying to like give yourself the best chance you can to be happier and to feel better. Uh, something that I think is crucial. Totally, I agree with all those. I think they're all super great points. All right, question 21. We're getting near the end here. What can we expect from you musically in this coming year? Um, great question. I have um, a few different things going on. I have an album that will be coming out in the next, definitely within, before the year is up. Um, oh, yeah. It's well recorded and being mastered. It's, uh, it's, a, it's like more upbeat, which I'm excited about. Um, I mean, the lyrics are still just awful and depressing, but they... <laughs> uh but it like kind of has some tempo to it which i'm pumped about because i just feel like what people need this year is a little bit of tempo man like we're we're getting vaccinated the world is love coming it. back Let's yeah we're up. coming back i agree turn up i'm with yeah. that i love dude so you guys send it to me yeah i absolutely will i absolutely will and then if you have any criticisms just keep them to yourself okay yeah I'll, I'll, just, I'll just write them down and throw them out yeah for sure for sure yeah. uh <laughs> and then i have like a folk project that i'm working on as well um 
that's kind of a, more of the Cape Elizabeth vibe, more narrative cool. based that I'm really excited about that I'm still kind of fleshing out. I'm really, it's like my baby, so I'm taking a lot of time. Oh, nice, but, dude. Well, I'm equally yeah. excited to hear, to hear both of those, man. Uh, Thanks, dude. That's awesome. All right. Question t- 22 is when are we, when are we hooping again, man? It's, it's been too long, but you're back in LA and I'm not, I'm in Miami, but I might have to cut my trip short just to come back and just work you one more time. I don't want to, dude. You're good, bro. <laughs> you obviously know how to play the game. I'm like, I like learned to play like two years ago and like I was happy making progress and I was like starting to hit some mid-range Sean Livingston dude, type bro. shot. <laughs> when you told me that, you only really started playing two years ago. You're like very, very, very good for two years. Like you're like, you actually really play. I think it's just because you're like an athlete and you just like, you know. Yeah, I grew up you playing like sport. Play sport. Yeah, you grew up playing. Yeah, you can pick some shit up. But you got to handle stuff, bro. I'm scared. You got to play the same team against your buddies. Like, again, that was too, it's too, I'd be too scared to play against them by myself. It's just not my vibe. Okay, I, I love can, it. We, I we can definitely work that. I won't, we can work. I won't hit you up again. Like, I won't be able to talk to you. <laughs> like, I'll trash you with my, in the media, bro. Like, I can't get beat by you. Dude, please. I need that little controversy. I'm looking for it. <laughs> yeah, let's um, manufacture some controversy, dude. Dude, yeah. I don't think there's a genre of music that people want controversy from less than, than what the kind of music we make. Yeah. Alexander 23. No, I don't leader. think I don't think they're looking for it. But well, question they 20... still play with controversy, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> question 23 uh, is: Do you have a question for me? Um, I do. I do. Well, I mean, I feel like you've been involved in so much collaboration this year. Like you've done a lot of collabs. I absolutely love the collaboration with Quinn. You've released a ton of music. Um, I want to know, like, what's your process when it comes to producing your own ideas like how much do you how much control do you like to have over your own final product like i i hear all your songs that are all produced yourself is there like is there a way you like to collaborate or do you kind of like like having that production control that songwriting control like what what, where do you stand with that yeah dude i'm kind of feel like i'm at it's it's funny you ask now because i'm kind of at uh, an inflection point of my like approach on that like up until now like it's been unbelievably important for me to just make pretty much everything by myself Mm -hmm. um and I think maybe, I don't know why, like I'm definitely con- like a control freak when it comes to my music, because I think you are in a lot of ways as well, um, in a good way. So that sounded mean, but. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I, uh, I feel myself for the first time in a while, kind of opening back up my process and working with other writers and producers, and it's been really exciting. And, and I don't know if that means that like, you know, the next wave of music is gonna be stuff that I've co-written and co-produced or, uh, or maybe I just need to like have those experiences to then go by, you know, myself and, and make stuff that I'm super proud of. Um, but yeah, I think that finally, you know, maybe it's an ego thing, but I've like finally proved to myself that I can do it by myself. And I think that was an important kind of step for me. Yeah. Yeah. Making that, like making that different, like, differentiating your mind, like, Hey, I'm able to do this, but it's also important to like have yeah. the vibration and like it could be really useful. I totally feel that. And, I mean, man, like the stuff you get released is so great and the production is so you, like I can understand why you don't want to, you know, like taint that in any way, but I'm excited to see like what collaboration brings you. And like, I just am excited to see uh, your ceiling. Well, bro, thank you, I'm man. Really Damn, thank you, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for doing this. You're, uh, uh, you're just, you fucking crack me up, man. And then every time you get on Instagram live, I can't believe how just like good at fucking singing and songwriting you are. So it was an honor to have you on and uh, hopefully I'll see you in LA really soon. All right, man. Enjoy your trip. Have fun, dude. Thanks again for doing this. Take care. For sure. Later, bro.